Uh, Lisa, I'm I'm looking at your fingernails, and it looks like there's some remnants of some, some nail, nail polish, polish from and, Spain. And when I say that, remnants, I mean remnants. Well, that's because every time, like, I notice it when I'm not home, and then when I'm home, I don't look at my nails, so then I forget I need to take it off. That one on your pinky actually looks like a heart. At least, oh, yes. When you, yeah, well, when you do like that, it looks like a heart. You know you could scrape that off while we're doing the podcast. Uh, if nah. you wanted to. That'll make a mess. Okay. I'll just try to remember to take it off when I get home. Well, clearly your fingernails are growing, so this is good. Uh, I guess. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and, and Layperson Lisa, Lisa show. show. Well, everybody, we are on to Psalm 38, and you know what that means. It's Lisa's turn to proclaim. A Psalm of David for remembrance. Lord, do not punish me in your anger, in your wrath. Do not chastise me. Your arrows have sunk deep in me. Your hand has come down upon me. There is no wholesomeness in my flesh because of your anger. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. My inequities overwhelm me, a burden too heavy for me. Foul and festering are my sores because of my folly. I am stooped and deeply bowed. bowed. Every day I go about mourning. My loins burn with fever. There is no wholesomeness in my flesh. I am numb and utterly crushed. I wail with anguish of heart. My Lord, my deepest yearning is before you. My groaning is not hidden from you. My heart shudders. My strength forsakes me. The very light of my eyes has failed. Friends and companions shun my disease. My neighbors stand far off. Those who seek my life lay snares for me. They seek my misfortune. They speak of ruin. They plot treachery every day. But I am like the deaf, hearing nothing. Like the mute, I do not open my mouth. I am even like someone who does not hear, who has no answer ready. Lord, it is for you that I wait. O Lord, my God, you respond. For I have said that they would gloat over me, exalt over me if I stumble. I am very near to falling. My wounds are always... My wounds are with me always. I acknowledge my guilt and grieve over my sin. My enemies live and grow strong. Those who hate me grow numerous fraudulently, repaying me evil for good, accusing me for pursuing good. Do not forsake me, O Lord. My God, be not far from me. Come quickly to help me, my Lord and my salvation. So, Lisa, this is another one of the laments, right? One of the penitential psalms. Yes. Okay, where this guy's really doing a seriously good job at acknowledging his sin, right? And it's brought about physical problems, mental sickness, and also he's being ostracized by the people that know him. And I want to talk about this, Lisa, for okay. a second. How often do we ostracize people because of what we perceive about them, you know, the way they look, mm -hmm. the way they dress, um, the way we think they act that's maybe differently from us. And it may not even be because of sin. And even if it is, mm -hmm. right, we we can ostracize them or keep them at arm's length uh, because they're different. Because they're different or because we don't be, want to be around that. Or we don't understand them. Right. But as I as I'm as I'm as I'm listening to you proclaim this, I'm thinking, but that's exactly where God wants to be. He wants to be in the midst 
of our struggle. He wants to be in the midst of that ugliness. Mm -hmm. And that's what I told the guys this past weekend. I said, listen, I said, God wants to be in our dirtiest places. Yeah. The places where we and everybody else doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Just like what we talked about in the Camino. That's where, that's exactly where God wants to be. Right. You know, he loves all the good and the joyful and all of that. But the part he really wants to be in is the is the shameful part, right. the dirty part, right. because that's where we need the most help. And that's a lot of times where we push God out. Exactly. Yeah. Oh no, not going to invite God there. I don't. Yeah. That's like you. It's like you. Uh, you have somebody over for dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have one room that's not cleaned up. Uh-huh. So what do you do with that room? Close the door. You close the door. Yeah. You don't clean it up. Yeah. You close the door. Yeah. So no. What's in this room? Oh, that's <laughs> junk in there. Yeah. Actually, we do the same. Oh, there's just a bunch of junk in there, Jesus. We don't. Uh, we don't want to go in there. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, that place just. The one place that you need to invite Jesus into is the one place. That... Well, it's like um, maybe if you invited your friend in there, they'd help you clean it out. Just like when we invite Jesus into those dirty places, he helped, he helps clean it out. I think that's a great point. And this is one of the things I told the guy this weekend. I said, listen, I said, like, how many of you are sinners in the room? Everybody raises their hand. I said, okay, everybody. You got like 40 other people in here that are going through something similar as what you're going through. Mm-hmm. We need to be here for one another. Yeah. We need to be in community. Yeah. And it never ceases to amaze me when you get a group of people together and Jesus is there, hearts are open, people start talking, people start receiving healing, and it's like, oh, wow, okay. But we don't we don't do that. Yeah. We go about our lives. We keep those doors closed. We, yeah. we think we're the only one that's going through right. that. We don't talk to anyone. So you got all these, you got 40 people walking around and, and none of them are talking about the brokenness. Right. And yeah. they all got the same brokenness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the devil wants. Right. He doesn't want us to talk about it. Right. Here's the thing you are a member of blank, the body of Christ. Right. Yeah. So if I start talking to you, then I'm talking to Jesus. Yeah. So, hey, if the devil can keep us from talking to Jesus through one another, He's isolating us. Yes. He's making us feel like we're alone. And especially in our sin, right? Or the things that we have done wrong. Right. So we can either, you know, be separated by not talking about it. We can be judging other people because of what we perceive they do or even know that they've done. Or we can enter into a relationship, conversation, Mm -hmm. talk to them about it. And then the Lord starts to flow. Why are you looking at me like that for I don't know. Do you have any more inspiring words for our listeners? No, I think you did. I think you did good. Good. Well, I want to give you an equal opportunity, you and Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Well, my thought on the psalm was... um, Totally different? Well, no. So, like, you know how um, because of original sin, that's when, like, the dysfunction of the world began. Right. So, like, how the person in the psalm was talking about because of my sin i got all these physical things um because of that disorder that's how those like that like death disease and uh there's another d like disarray is all because of original sin it's not it doesn't originate from god it originates from the original sin yeah all this dissonance that has been created by sin Right, it's created a, a, a ripple effect yes. throughout all of time. Yes. Right, until the Lord comes again. Yeah. Um, that we are, what was the lady saying on the encounter? She said, well, you know, God could have fixed all of this, right? Right, but 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 when he let sin enter the world, you know, he, he, oh, he she said, well, I, he didn't have to let the devil be in the world, mm. right? He could have wiped the devil out. Yeah. 
But by having the devil be on the in the world, we now have a choice. Oh, uh, okay. Right? To use the power of God to reject Satan and choose God. Ah, uh, okay. Remember her saying that? No, I don't remember that part. That's okay. Yeah. So even in the midst of all of our sin, or I think the other part of this is when you are affected by the consequences of sin and you haven't done anything wrong. Right. That's a hard pill to swallow. Right. Right. But that happens all the right. time. Right. And I think it gets back to the fundamental question. Okay, God, I know this is an injustice. I know this is something that I didn't cause that's having an effect on me. It's like Job. Right. What are you asking of me? Right. Always ask yourself that question because it's easy to point the finger at God or to point the finger at somebody else or some situation of which you have no control over. But the one thing you do have control over is how you respond and deal with it. Yeah. And I think in many, many cases, that's what the Lord is doing. He's going, he's wanting us to go, okay, Lord, what are you, what are you asking of me? What are you calling me to do in it? What is it that you want me to derive from this? Right. Because I know your permissive will is intended to draw me closer to you. Right. It shouldn't be the assumption of something different. Right. It should be the knowledge that, okay, this is happening and God can use this to draw me closer to himself. Yeah. How is he trying to do that? Right. Sometimes it's hard to see, isn't it? Yeah. And sometimes you don't see it for a while. Right. But you have to be patient. Yes. And you have to remain faithful. Yes. And hopeful. Yes. And and loving. Yes. Because otherwise it will be really hard to see those things. Yes. Very good, Lisa. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Lee Person Lisa. See you next time. Bye.